All right, now, this is a lesson, it's an extremely important lesson, on the par with chapter 3 and 4. Remember, 3, we got the verb, 4, we got the noun, and then we got the cases and stuff like that. And today, for tomorrow, what's important about this lesson is this is now a modifier. We've had this adverbial use of the adverb, okay, I mean of the prepositional phrase. But now we have adjectival modifiers. In a lot of ways, after chapter 6, you've had some adverbial modifiers with the prepositional phrases. And you, we're going to get adjectives now as the chief adjectival modifier. In a lot of ways, Everything else in the book is only sophistication on what we've had in the first six chapters. You will have, I mean, participles are other modifiers. And when we start learning about verbal aspect, that's more about the tense structure. And when we have subjunctive, that's a different mood. But it's all just sophistication of what we've already had. That's why this coming chapter is an important chapter. Now, it's adjectives. And adjectives are modifiers of nouns or pronouns. Now, let me put up, and I'm going to do again, as I said before, I'm going to be, um, as you would say, Kefi, parsimonious with the morphology at the beginning here. And I'm going to just put up the masculine singular of the adjective. Agathos, agathu, agatho, and agathon. These are the masculine singular forms. So this is masculine and singular. Nominative, genitive, dative, and accusative. Now, that looks, Ben, like what declension? It looks like the O declension, and it is. So the masculine adjectives of this pattern will use O declension endings on them. Now, why O declension? Well, remember I said there are feminines and neuters, but there's lots of masculines, way more than feminines in the O declension. So you might say that das tendenz, the tendency is biased toward masculine in the O declension. <clears throat> the bias in the A declension, Rob, is which way? Toward feminine. And that will provide us the feminine pattern. All right? But for right now, let's just look at this. So agathos, agathu, agatho, agathon. Note the inside-outside accenting pattern. Standard stuff. Now, how is this used? Well, let us say that you want to say a good slave. That's doulos. You stand the adjective next to it, usually in front of it. So, agathos doulos. That would be a good slave. Now, what about 
of a good slave. Well, then, here, I, I guess I could just put it right next to this here. I'll just put doulos here. Then you would have agathu dulu. <coughs> to, a <coughs> to a good slave, agatho dulo. And I see a good slave accusative, agathon dulon, like that. That is exactly the way it works. Now, is it really this easy? What happens, and this now is the moment of truth. What happens when we go to an adeclension masculine, like mathetes? Well, now the ending of mathetes is different. Mathe, well, the, the genitive's okay. Mathe two. Mathete. And mathete. Now, what do you think about the endings of the adjective? Bits? Bits says they stay the same. How many agree with them? How many think they change to coordinate with that? How many don't know? Yeah, okay. <coughs> the answer is, and I hate to encourage him, but Bits is correct. They stay the same. In other words, these are the only endings the adjective has for the masculine singular. Agathos, agathu, agatho, agathon. So, if you want to say a good disciple, it's agathos mathetes. If you want to say a good king, now that's a third declension noun, basilois, you put in here basilois and it stays exactly the same. Now, here is an analogy. This is what, what I'm showing you right here is one of the hardest things for some people to get. That you don't match up endings. You match gender, number, and case. See? Agathos, agathu, agatho, agathon. Those are the masculine singular endings for the adjective. They're the only ones they've got. And this will, it will now put the right endings on, given what? The gender, number, and case of the noun. It's irrelevant what the ending of the noun is. Only what its gender, number, and case is. Now here is a hokey Welt's analogy. <clears throat> it is like a guy who is dating several women. All right, Kefi, I knew you'd like this. All right? <clears throat> Guys being what they are, 
not particularly fascinated to have a wide-ranging wardrobe. So, a guy has a tennis outfit, one. He has a swimsuit. He has a regular suit like I'm wearing today, which is called in England a lounge suit. And for formal wear, he has a tuxedo, one. So he's got a tennis outfit, a swimming suit, a lounge suit, a tuxedo. Now, those are his outfits. When he goes to a formal dance with Amy, he wears the tuxedo. She wears a full-length red formal. Next week, he goes to another dance. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy's in town. They're going to have a big thing down at the, uh, um, what is that uh, new place there just by the Del Mar Loop? Um, the pageant, all right? Big opening thing, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy's coming. Now he's going with Jennifer. Formal thing. She is wearing a shorter cocktail length blue formal dress. What does he wear? Black tuxedo. See? Same outfit, same kind of event. He wears the black tuxedo for this kind of event, regardless, or Keffy, as you would say, irregardless of what the actual appearance of the girl's formal outfit is. If he's going to play tennis, he wears his tennis outfit. All right? Amy wears a shorts outfit. Emily wears a tennis dress. Makes no difference to him. He wears his tennis outfit. See? And this is exactly the way it is. So adjectives are like guys. They only have a limited wardrobe. That's all it is, is a limited wardrobe. And what they got to know is what's the event and the kind of dress the girl's wearing, okay? He's going down to the pageant. It's not Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. It's somebody else. It's not opening night, but it's a nice thing. He's wearing the lounge suit. She's wearing a regular dress. He wears the brown lounge suit. That's what he's going to wear if he goes with the other girl. That's the suit he wears. So, these are tennis outfits, swimsuit, lounge suit, formal wear. That's what it is. And it doesn't make any difference then what the actual ending is on the noun, only that it matches up in gender, number, and case. Now, what confuses people about this is Sometimes the endings do match. See? Sometimes they do match. So this would be as if he goes now to the pageant and the girl wears a black formal. Right? Now, previously, she had worn a red one or something like that. But no, she wears black and they both have black. Okay, fine. See? But that's sort of accidental. That's accidental. 
It does not have anything to do with the way it actually works. It is a happenstance because there are only so many patterns that Greek has. So, whether or not you are saying a good mathetes or you are saying a good doulos, whatever, it doesn't make any difference what the ending is. The only thing that makes a difference is that it is the same gender, number, and case. Now, if a lot of you see this, I'm sorry if I seem to be running this into the ground. But I'm telling you, this fogs a third of the class every time. Is this notion that you're not matching up the look. Now, you may, the look may match up, just like Agathos and Doulos does. But it may not match up. Matetes doesn't. All the third declensions won't. Right. So, that, in fact, that's probably fair enough to say is it'll probably match up, I don't know, 30 to 40% of the time. The rest of the time, it won't match up. Right. A couple more examples on the board, OK? Let's do, uh, <clears throat> let's take the other paradigm, not agathos, which means good, but dikaios, which means just or righteous. Let's do. Dikaios, just or righteous, prophet, prophetes. <coughs> now, here, we have an A declension masculine. This is, an a, uh, this is a masculine singular nominative adjective. So, genitive, dikaiu, it's got to move back one, prophetes. Dikaio prophete. Dikaion prophete. Now you'll notice how each one of these has its own thing. For example, here the accent had to move because we had on the anti-penal these turned long and it came back. And, you know, this, it makes no difference over here. Here the accents stay in the same. See? No. Why? What, this one? No, because it's prophetes. It stays on that syllable. It just stays on that syllable. It doesn't move back. It's going to stay there unless something forces it to move right. Nothing's forcing it to move. So the, here, note here, these happen to match up. Pure happenstance. These don't. Don't have to have the same letters, but they always must match up on gender, number, and case. Yes. Right, so they don't have to match up in their look, but they have to match up in their categories. Right, right, that's, that's, that's exactly right. All right, now, 